It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Oh yeah, it's early in the week and I'm feisty today and Brady's feisty today and it should be a feisty show. Well, we have a lot to, to digest. I mean, we knew we, we thought this was going to come at some point, that there was going to be a huge wrench thrown in the season. And well, with Almont... Knocking off Crosslex, there's only two undefeated teams left, and we'll talk about that, especially in the top tens. I'll have my newer edition of the playoff tier list, how how likely I think teams are to make deep runs. And, well, a team that's hoping to make a deep run will at least get one game at Ford Field this year because Cardinal Mooney <laughs> clinched the spot in the prep bowl for the first time in 21 years. Yeah, uh, and it was an interesting game. With uh, Everest on uh, Saturday, and uh, we'll we'll get into that uh, more so in uh, just a few minutes. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. 
Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady. Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Just one game Saturday, uh, Brady, but it was a big game, and and it lived up to the hype. It was a good game. It was different from what I thought I was going to see. I, I honestly thought I was going to see like a 37-34 game. I really did. Yeah. Mooney and Everest. I thought the offenses would be the story, um, and it was really the defenses were the story Really early on, this turned into a chess match. It became about field position. It uh, became about, you know, first and long, second and long, third and long, uh, all the way until Mooney got the ball at their own seven-yard line, and they marched 93 yards down the field and scored with 21 seconds left in the half. Who else? Brendan Hazen later, and he had a couple of Big run. To, to that point, he was having a very pedestrian day. He had about 30-something yards rushing, and by the end of that drive, he had 91 yards rushing. That's a pretty good drive. Yeah, and and, uh, and he scored a touchdown on a three-yard run, and Mooney was up 7 nothing at halftime. And, like, you, you kind of you got a sigh of relief there. Whew, Mooney scored. They get the ball first in the third quarter. Here's the opportunity for them to make a statement. And Everest got to stop. Mooney got to stop. Everest got to stop. Mooney got to stop. Everest got to stop. And then Everest finally scored late in the third. Really bizarre play. I mean, I, I tried to explain it to you as best as I could. First off, there was a pass play for about 27 yards that I'm pretty sure was a touchdown. And it was a weird play because the ball hit the Mooney defender, deflected to the receiver, he kind of surprised, caught it around the 15, and then I thought ran it in for a score, but one, one official put his arms up for a touchdown, and then the other official said, nope, 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 he's down like a centimeter from the goal line. <laughs> Which, <laughs> like you couldn't put the ball closer to the white and not have it touching. So they could have just snapped it and just put his hand forward three inches and it would have been a touchdown. Which I'm surprised that's not what they did. Right. Like if, if any play was calling for a quarterback sneak, that was it. But they ran a play, they ran a handoff to me up in the booth. It looked like there was a bad exchange and that the ball had gotten loose. And then I thought, well, they put their arms up for a touchdown, so clearly I'm seeing things. 
until I saw Mooney Defender in the middle of the end zone standing with the ball in his hands. So now I'm thinking, now, wait a minute, is this a fumble? He's shown it to the referees, and the referees just kept their arms up in the air and said, So no, he broke th- the plane? This is a touchdown. So that was all I could figure was that before the ball came out, they said he'd already, again, they were a centimeter from the goal line. So right. it's believable to say that, okay, he, he broke the plane, whatever. So that made it 7-6. to six. They go for two. And on the two-point try, the ball again hits the Mooney defender on a pass in the hand and deflects right into the hands of the Everest kid. So it was like for a brief second there, Everest was getting all the crazy bounces, and all of a sudden they had an 8-7 lead, and you're thinking to yourself, man, the way their defense is playing, this could be the final score of the game. And you're like, not like this. And it's like – can't Mooney buy a break against these guys? Right. Like, it's got to be like this, how they take the lead. But with two and a half minutes to go in the game, Mooney was able to drive down the field and score. Uh, Hazen later on a six-yard run. He ended up with 148 yards and two touchdowns, which is a very yawn day for him. <laughs> but, like, he worked. He, yeah. earned, he, earned, he earned his pay, whatever they're giving him, hot dogs or whatever it is. 28 carries. Brady, uh, and and Everest, uh, I, I said jokingly to you off the air, they had 14 guys in the box <laughs> trying to stop the run well, and, you knew and it was focusing be on like him. But you just you, – you can stop him a little bit, but you just can't stop him. No, not when you get that – when he gets that volume of carries. And that's why he wasn't playing in the third quarter and the fourth quarter of a lot of these games. So you could ride him the way you did in this game. And now Mooney – is wins a share of the I-2. For all intents and purposes, they're going to be outright champs unless something catastrophic happens against Cabrini. Yeah, they're a heavy favorite against Cabrini, who uh, has lost five straight in his own four in league play. And, or own three in league play. Yeah, and they're going to be playing Bishop Foley in the prep bowl. Bishop Foley's 3-0 and in the I-1, but they've beaten the two teams that could tie them record-wise, so it was similar situation. Even if they lose, they have the tiebreaker. So week nine, Mooney Foley in the prep bowl at Ford Field. Huge congratulations to Joe Cannell and his staff. He knew he had a good team coming into the year, and they didn't squander anything. They battled through injuries. Apparently, they played Liggett when they are at their peak because now they are not the same team that they played in week three. Yeah, no, Liggett won this week, but they narrowly eked out a, a win over Cabrini, fifteen to twelve, and I—if that's the same team that played Mooney, that game is forty to yeah. six. Yeah. So, anyway, Mooney gets the job done. They check off another list. Now, now you look to bigger and better things. Hey, win the prep bowl, have that celebration at Ford Field, and at that point, Dennis, if Mooney runs the table the rest of the way and they're 8-1 going into the playoffs. Their only loss is to a seminary team who hasn't lost yet. might end up 9-0. and I'd have to double-check, but they play Ithaca this week. Lutheran Seminary does. If they win that game, they're going 9-0. and So your only loss is a game you felt you gave away against Saginaw, Michigan, Lutheran Seminary. You know what? I'm not saying anyone's going to beat Ubley, but I'm going to say that they have as good of a chance to do that and depending on the draw, you might not have to see them for a while. We'll uh, talk about that more in the next segment. But. Mooney's given up 
56 points this uh, in the gave up 56 points in the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. In the four games since, and 43 came against Seminary. In the four games since, they've given up 15 points. And that's them battling through injuries. Again, Ryan Trombley's a very good player, and he was 100% for the first time this past week, maybe. Yeah. Well, then, you, where you could tell was because he kicks for them, mm-hmm. and the, the one extra point that he kicked, he drilled like 50 yards through the uprights. Like, he, he smoked it. They had to go for two on their second score because they were only up 13-8, to eight, so they wanted to get it to 15-8. to eight. And, mm. of course, they gave the ball to Hazen later, and he got in easily. Yes. <laughs> so they have Cabrini Whitmore Lake next week, who is 5-1, but their wins don't really scream impressive. Leslie, Advanced Tech, Lutheran, Lutheran Northwest, and Byron, and none of those are super – Blowout. Yeah, wins. I, I want to say Whitmore Lake was four and two last year when they came to Mooney, mm-hmm. and we thought it was going to be a good game. And I know Joe Cannell was really worried about it. And Mooney ended up winning like forty to twenty or something. Twenty-eight like fourteen. Yeah, I mean they doubled them up. Um, and Whitmore Lake isn't a a bad football team, or or at least last year they didn't look like a bad football team. But Mooney was a better team. Yes, and Mooney might be better this year. So congratulations to them. Um, one of us will be, or maybe both of us, will be at Ford Field on the twenty second. That'll be a fun. That'll be a fun day. Well, they won't let me in wearing the shirt I got on today. <laughs> I know you're sporting your Bishop Bowley polo. It was the clean. So, it was the clean shirt on the pile. So it just it just happened to work out that way. But no, congratulations, to Cardinal Mooney. That's what our fifth team this week that clinched at least part of a league title. Yeah, we had uh, Northern Marine City. Um, Ubley. Well, the, the BWAC is still up for grabs. Mooney Ubley um, and Peck didn't they? Uh, no, Peck has to Peck. Peck has, uh, I believe, a share, but they win it outright with a win over yeah, so they, this week. So no one clinched an outright title, but everyone clinched at least a share. Yeah. So that's that's a really good week for teams in our area. It is. Um, but, again, the, the BWAC gets a little wacky with Elmont winning that game. And, again, if this happens early in the season, Brady, I don't look at it as, like, a big upset but it was the fact that Elmont had kind of lost. They'd lost the last two weeks and had given you the feeling that, okay, they're the fourth best team in the league. They're good. They're just not up to snuff of the really, really good. And then they beat Croslex, who, again, manhandled Armada when they played them. Right. And, and Elmont Armada was a, a game that came down to basically the last play of the game. And, and, we, were, and we were circling... Week eight going Croslex, North Branch, Croslex, North Branch. This is going to be the deal. Uh, and then Elmont says, wait a minute. We won. Now Armada's got a chance to get back into it. Yeah, isn't it funny that we going into week seven, there are two BWAC games left and three teams control their own destiny. And they're all going to play each other. And we can't have a three-way tie. No, but we can't have a well, two-way tie. Well, we could have a three-way tie, but that would in- involve upsets that mean the earth's about to open up yeah. and engulf us all. So, yeah, because Armada and North Branch play this week. That means one of those two teams getting a loss. So either Armada's done or... North Branch gets their first league loss. And Armada has a game against Richmond to clinch a share of the league title for the first time since, I think, '04. Yeah, and the winner of the North Branch Croslex 
game would also only have one league loss, and they'd end up in a tie. Which if, and Crosslex will claim the title because they'll say, "Well, we beat Armada <laughs> if they end up tied with Armada." Well, then it would, yeah. So if Armada gets a share of the title, that would be the seventh different BWAC team to claim a title in seven years. I think the or no six because yeah, Yale and MLA City would be the only two. Almont did it twice. Algonac once. Algonac Richmond once. Did. Richmond Crosslex and North Branch and North Branch and yeah, so that would be seven teams I think in eight years. Yeah, that's something else. That's actually kind of incredible. And, and when you look at all the other leagues that we cover, and it's pretty consistent. Uh, Marine City, Marine tattooed. City, always wins the silver or the gold or the gold, whichever one they're in. Um, until until this year, Everest always wins the Catholic League Intersectional too. Right. Um, the GTC East has some parity because again, this is only well, it, 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 Harbor Beach. If you look, wins it more. Ha, 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 have probably won like. 12 out of the last 15. Sandusky had but a Sandusky spr- and Ubley have had a couple of titles. Which, again, it's just look at what Ubley's done and against who they've done it against. I said it on the reaction show, but they are just a machine. And, yeah, there's a difference between area good and state good. And I don't think if anyone's doubting that Ubley's state good, you need to go get your head examined. True story. I mean, I mean what they're doing – we thought Cassidy coming over from the west to the east this year that they would be someone to be reckoned Frisky, with. Frisky, I and guess. And Ubley just went in and just stomped on them, just yeah. like they've done everybody else. Ubley treated Cassidy with the same disrespect that they've treated everybody <laughs> else this year. Uh, they've outscored like, opponents 290 to 36, and that's – yeah, and – North Branch has a bigger point differential, but I think we'd argue that, again, relative to their size, Ubley's had a much tougher schedule. Well, I, I, I mean, that's the other thing about it. Ubley, their thing is speckled with quality wins. Badass. Five and one. Um, Marlette. Marlette. Four, four and two. Harbor Beach. Five and one. Cass City three is a and good three. team. So they play two teams that have losing records. Yeah. And they're out. They're six and zero, and outscoring opponents two ninety to thirty six, and they're going to end up scoring four hundred points and giving up fifty. Yeah. So um, we can make this first segment a little shorter because I feel like we're going to take a lot of time with the playoff tier list because there has been movement in the the last two weeks of data has moved some teams up. I bumped a few teams down, and we can nerd out a little more that the picture's becoming a little clearer. <laughs> On, ah, Brady on how nerd, to nerd stuff. And yes. I, I just how to make okay. the run. That's why you're just there to tell me yes, no. Give me the thumbs up, thumbs down. Am I getting okay. kicked into the pit or not? Okay. I'm going to kick you into the pit a little bit today because I'm feisty. Yes, you are. <laughs> we'll be back. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. 
and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, Brady introduced this segment a couple weeks uh, back, and we'll have some uh, fun with uh, this as, uh, as, well, we do what we do on this show sometimes, and that is speculate. 
Uh, yes. And this is kind of the big speculation, the, the playoff speculation segment. Yeah, I call it the playoff tier list. And for those of you that were not around last time, I had five tiers. You had Ford Field slash Superior Dome favorites, which the criteria for that tier is you will at worst be a, in a 50-50 game at some point in the playoffs. At worst, you, I mean, you're probably going to win. I'm never going to say you're supposed to do it because it's high school football and I'm not knowledgeable enough on teams that could be from the southern part of the state, the middle of the state to say, like, I didn't or know. Really who the Be- Upper Peninsula team. Yeah, right. I didn't know who Beale City was until the semifinals last year. And they turned out to be kind of, they're ugly. Um, so that's the first tier. The second tier is the Ford Field slash Superior Dome hopefuls. That category is you might be an underdog in a game at some point, but it's not a significant, like you're never going to be a multi-score underdog. And if you won a game, people might go, oh, wow, but it's not going to send shockwaves throughout the state. So you have a good chance to win every game to make a deep run. Then I have the need help slash depend on the draw tier where it puts you, depending on how the MHSA breaks up the districts and the regions, if and there could be a roadblock. I also called it the boogeyman tier, that there's one team that you go, all right, when do we play them? And if you beat them or someone else beat them, it would be a significant upset, but not impossible. I have the playoff hopeful tier, which is, you know, you have a good chance to make the playoffs, and depending on the draw, you might win a game, but getting out of the district could be tough. And then finally, I had the fighting for your playoff live tier, which means you're on the outside looking in, and you have to do something to change that in the last now three weeks. So, Dennis, you ready for the first tier? I'm ready for the first tier. I'm sure to the surprise of nobody, the Ford Field slash Superior Dome favorite tier the Ugly Bearcats, the one and only team in this tier. Yeah, and, and they deserve to be there. Uh, we just talked about it. I mean, Harbor Beach in a district could be tricky just because of the history and how many times Harbor Beach has spoiled a great Ugly season before. But but can they turn around what was a 42-point loss I believe the first time around? I think that game was at Beach, if I remember correctly. Um, let me look real quick. Yes, so at Harbor Beach. At home, you lost, You were six touchdowns worse than them. And that, that's, that, tough. that's tough to flip around. Even in a rivalry. So that one is pretty short. I did not elevate anyone else. I think the team that had the best chance to get up there was Brown City. They lost their biggest test on the road, but they bounced back. And you know what? I'll start with them. I still have them as a hopeful to make the Superior Dome and make an eight-man final. You, uh, you uh, lost to Martin, what, 42 to... 49 to 6 49 to 6 on the road. That's a long bus ride, and, you know, I want to give them at least one free pass because that's their first huge game on the road. They, they, and it was sandwiched in between two really nice wins against Sutton's Bay and Britton Deerfield. So I'm going to say that... They would have a puncher's chance in a rematch that I'm sure Brown City is thinking that is not where we are. And in every other game, they've lived up to the test and then some. Well, I mean, for me, it's it's where everything is. I, I think Martin would end up on the other side of the bracket from them. Uh, right now, hold on. Let me check for you. Snooze to you. 
And in division, eight-man division one, Martin would meet them in a semifinal. In a semifinal. So just because Martin is the number one team and they won so big, again, we just talked about how it'd be tough for Beach to turn around that right. much of a deficit. I think Brown City has a better chance to do that. But I think, uh, and, and again, if Brown City gets to the semifinals, folks, in their first year of eight-man football. That's a good run. That, that's a hell of a run. Um, and I think the semifinals where I kind of stop going, okay, who would you play? Because it's hard to project. Eight-man, it's a little easier. Only 16 teams make it. Yeah. Which, by the way, right now, um, snooze to use projecting that in Brown City's district, they would actually be the four seed. And they'd be going to Merrill in the opening week. Yeah. Which would be tough. But the way they're playing, I'm not going to say they don't have a chance to win that game. Yeah, that I they, mean. That would be a touchdown game. Uh, I think we'll know more, too, that this week. They're, they're home to Misik, uh, who is another good team. Um, you get another win this week. I, I think you have to take Brown City serious. But, again, unless they face Martin in the finals – It'll be tough for them to get to the finals. And any road will be tough. By the way, the other two teams projected for their district is Kingston and Oakland Christian. Kingston's pretty good, and Oakland so Christian's, Christian's pretty good. Their only loss is to Kingston. Yeah. Uh, Eight-man playoffs are King, not a joke. King, Kingston's going to win the Stars, and Oakland Christian's going to finish second. Yeah. So that one I thought I was pretty comfortable leaving Brown City there. It's going to be a tough road, but... None of those teams, I think, are going to be head and shoulders favored until maybe a semifinal. The only other team I felt super comfortable with in this tier, and there is more, was North Branch. They keep winning, but Dennis, me and you both know, you and I both know, the next three weeks are the test. Yes. The final edition of this tier list, North Branch is either going to go up to the favorites or probably drop down to the needs help. Based on the next three weeks. At Armada, home to Croslex, home to Three Rivers. Those are all winning teams, and those are all teams that will appear. Well, besides Three Rivers, because I don't even know where they are. but <laughs> They're on the other side yeah, of the state. But between Croslex and Armada, these two teams will appear somewhere on this tier list, hoping to win multiple playoff games, and they have a good chance to do so. But I think North Branch, for now... Again, it is very incomplete, their resume, but the next three weeks will tell me, is North Branch going to be a team that I am hoping and expecting to make a deep run or a team that would need to pull off an upset to do so? North Branch, if they're 9-0 and at the end of this, they're the real deal. If they're 8-1, and they might be the real deal. Depending on how the one loss happens. Yes, I mean, if you lose it, a one-point game to cross Lex Then they're or still Armada, the real deal. Then you go, stuff um, happens. Yeah. Uh, if they're 7-2, and two, context is needed. Uh, and if they're 6-3, and three, then we know that they dro- just played then, a really yeah. soft schedule. And But to their credit, Dennis, you always say it, you play the schedule in front. Yeah. And they have done what you expect them to do. Yeah. Uh, We'll talk about this more in the tier li- or the, the top 10, but for the most part, a good rule of thumb is when you're trying to compare scores, depending on preference, after about 28 or 35 points, it doesn't matter. If you're 28 points better than a team, does it matter if you're 28 or 50 points better unless you're ugly and you did it to Bur- Harbor Beach, who's yeah. also a really good team? Yeah. So 
when it gets to that, yeah, okay, they won a game 56 to nothing. You count that the same as if they win 42. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. If they go into Armada this week and then play Croslex next week and they're still in the 50s with their scores <laughs> – then you then we're then we're they're booking really a hotel good. For, they're really 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 we, good they are they're already changing <laughs> thanksgiving plans at that point yes and I, and again the 34 points at almont came on six possessions they didn't punt against almont yeah and i know what they had one turnover or something yeah. and everything else was a touchdown i think you used this quote last week it's not who you play, it's when you play yeah. them. And obviously, I think Almont is a different team than they were about a month ago. But still, you have to give a little bit of love to the Broncos. They beat Almont in Almont by 20 points. And Almont has, is making North Branch look good, which is, for them, an unintended side effect of yeah, beating no, Crosslands. Yeah, the, the, that's the last team in the world they want to help. But the, they helped North Branch and they helped Armada in a big way by going into Croslex uh, and winning that uh, that football game. It, it's a shame now for Almont that they had those other two losses. Right, because now they're feeling really good. Um, so you think North Branch is fine in this tier? I think North Branch is, is fine in this hopeful tier, and they move, may move up to the next tier again depending on how these next three weeks go. And again, time to put your big boy pants on. If, if, if you are a, a state power – you win, you win these next two games, or at least, like you said, two out of three. So this is where I really had to soul search, Dennis. What is Croslex? What is Almont? What are some of these other teams? What's Armada? What's Marine City? What are these teams that I know are good, but are they really good for the area, or are they state good? Is what I saw last week an aberration, or is it a, a sign that things have been figured out? So, we'll start with, I kept Croslex in this tier. Okay. And I really had to deliberate on this one. I, was, I, I moved them down, I moved them back up, I moved them down, moved them back up, and ultimately I left them in there because they did only lose one game. Now, granted, the way they lost it wasn't, the most pleasing. It's it's not Marine City losing to Armada on a two-point conversion in double overtime. They lost by double digits. But I had to consider, yes, they don't have all their horses, and we hope they get them back for the playoffs. Now, the big question is, can they get the defense right? And, and what really had me keep them in this tier is the defense doesn't have to get back to dominant. If you can get back to just being all right and good and hold teams to, let's face it, under 24, 30, 28, 24 points, you're going to count on a Croslex offense with belly grappy to get you to 30. If the Croslex defense, and I think they will, figure out not to, not to shut teams out but to slow them down enough, I think they could have enough offensive firepower that if they need to win a shootout, they can win a shootout. I'm going to tell you right now, if if they don't shut out MLA City, block the harbor in Lexington because Coach Sheridan's going to walk right in. <laughs> he is. They a are not happy. After giving up 66 points, he is in a surly, surly mood because he is very prideful of his defense. Yes. And in the first three weeks of the season – 
They went to Swan Valley, held them to seven. They went to Richmond, held them to seven. Armada at home held them to uh, to twelve. I think the worst thing that happened to the Pioneers was they had the week off. Yeah. Um. They they they, they got the Algonac win because they couldn't find another game. Uh, and since they've come out of that, you know, they got the win at Yale, but that one, like, everybody was like, oh, wait a minute, overtime, mm-hmm. 32-29, Yale got 29. Yeah. And then for Elmont, not just the 37, but you, you described it uh, earlier uh, to me today that, like, when Elmont needed a, a big play, they got it. When it was third down and they have to get it, they got it. And not even just offensively, defensively. Hey, Almont takes the lead. They're up, uh, what was the score, 30-26. to 26. Croslex gets the ball back. Incomplete, incomplete, incomplete punt, Almont ball back. Their defense did it too. And, yeah, and the fourth, fourth and one, that might have been fifth and one. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't asked for an explanation, but I want to see if, if I was right or that or I just mis, misread the situation. But fourth and one. Crosslex gets one yard 99 times out of 100, and they stop Gavin Espinoza on, on a scramble, and that's just credit to them. But that was the concerning part about Crosslex. What, what I will say about it, because like, the offense, points-wise, they haven't suffered. No. They scored 58 points. But, again, Belly Grappi's in there. He's the guy that gets the ball on, on when you need one yard. Right. And that's a really good chance you're going to pick up a yard there. And I and – I, He's two touchdowns a game for me. Now, put two touchdowns, belly grappy touchdowns into the Yale game, and it doesn't go to overtime. Put two belly grappy scores into the Elmont game, and you got a barn burner going down to the last second. Right. So that's ultimately why they are just hanging in this tier. But I am going to put my faith in Croslex, and I hope they prove me right. Even if you lose to North Branch, let's say they go there and they lose – 22 to 20 and each team scored three touchdowns but North Branch got some two-point conversions I would feel better about that than that would be a sign of progress and that just tells me North Branch is really damn good but they get a rematch and who knows so that's why I left them there and then and and do not look past this week's game get Emily City Yes. And because I like Emily City, I like Coach Brown, but get Emily City and beat the tar out of them. Yeah. Get get right. If you're cross Lex, you are trying to get right. This is the palate cleanser, and you need to get ready and get healthier for North Branch and be 100%. Again, Dennis, looking at this, I'm like, am I done with Am I going to leave this tier the same as last time? Am I going to move teams up or down? And ultimately. I decided to add Almont to this tier. Interesting, because I um, I have Almont here, and there's a few reasons why. One, the just the way they played. Watching them play in week four against North Branch compared to watching them play in week six against Croslex was night and day, and they did it to a Croslex team that we bo- we just talked about. We have a lot of respect for. If Almont plays like that, there's not a team in D6 that I go, oh, no, you can't. You have no chance against this team. It doesn't matter. Now, another reason why. I looked at Millington's record. Maybe not the strongest 5-1. Durand is really good. But 
I'm going to put Elmont's strength of schedule up against any D6. Marysville's not a cupcake non-conference. They've played North Branch. They've played Armada. They've played Croslex. They're going to play Goodrich. They will be as battle-tested as they've been all year long. Now, Durand does have two nice wins against Gladstone and Montrose. Those are really nice wins for the Railroaders. But, Almont, like I said, is going to be battle-tested. I like their coaching staff, and I like what I saw from them that I don't think they would be any type of huge underdog. The only other one I'd be super worried about is Warren Collegiate, the team that knocked them out a year ago. They're athletic, and they could be a problem. Their only loss is to Country Day. So I kept Almont in there just because from what I saw last week, they, if they play like that, they will be in any ball game in Division Six. And because the BWAC's so good and their schedule's so much bigger than them, Almont could be six and three and might be a one seed. That is the the one thing that is a big advantage for them uh, is is being a, a six and playing Croslex, playing North Branch, playing these teams, and these teams win, and then like you beat Croslex. Plus, Croslex is going to win maybe seven games. Right. Maybe eight. And you're, the BWAC's probably going to do pretty well in non-conference play in week nine to further boost that. Yeah. They play Goodrich week nine, which is going to boost them win or lose a bigger school. I Am I out of line putting Almont in a hopeful tier to make a run? Because there's no – the biggest thing for me is there was not a – St. Ma- Monroe, St. Mary. Yeah, the, uh, there isn't that knockout. They've got no chance to win. I do think that the teams that you mentioned, those are tough games. But again, like you said, uh, it, it's I, I don't think any of those teams are just going to manhandle Elma. Elma has a chance to win football games. And they might be the underdog, but it might be a touchdown underdog, which yeah. they were a bigger than a touchdown underdog last week. So I will tell you, that is it for that tier. Are those four teams, because I'm sure we'll get to a team you thought I would move up there, are those four teams worthy of that tier? I I think so. I, I mean, a lot of people are probably down on Crosslex right now, but I think a lot of people were down on Elmont before last week. Exactly. Um, things can turn around that quick. Uh, I, I still think that they're a quality team, uh, and I also think – the, the key to them is not so much what they do these next three weeks. It's are they healthy when the playoffs begin? Because if they are, look out. That's a good football team. Uh, and I also agree with you that the Stars could align for Almont. Uh, and uh, obviously, um, you know, I, I think the teams here are deserving of where they're at. And again, this, this will be evident when we do our top ten. But – just because a team is in a higher tier does not necessarily mean they are a better team than a tier below them. Sometimes divisions are wide open. Yeah. Sometimes divisions, not all district titles are made the same. Like right now, you could make an argument that Port Huron Northern is a really good football team, but you know what? why the Huskies don't get in here is because they're going to have to play De La Salle, and De La Salle is just stupid good. And that would be a, a – an all-time program win. So let's start with them, I guess, in the in the need help, depends on the draw boogeyman tier. Let, let's, we'll put both Port here on schools in there. PH is 4-2, but they've lost to 
Grand Rapids Catholic Central, who lost their first game since I was in college uh, last week. Yeah, they had over a 40-game win streak. And Port Huron Northern, who's undefeated. Both the same reasons. Now, I think Northern, if it was just Roseville in their way, they would be up a tier. Yeah. I think they have as good of a chance to beat Roseville. I know last year wasn't pretty, but I think Northern has a lot more depth than Roseville has a year ago. I think their offense is better, which in turn will help their defense um, against Roseville. But De La Salle is going to be the boogeyman until they can beat them. And again, it would be the biggest win in program history if they go into the playoffs and beat De La Salle. Is it impossible? No. But it's one of those, until it happens, I can't lie to people and say I expect it to. I mean, when the, let, let's face it. Northern and PH both have had really good teams and they've gotten the game at home and then have been blown out yeah I think the closest was Port Huron Northern they did it in what year was it 2008 it was like 20 to 3 or something like that and they kept it respectable and close but that's all they did like yeah, they twenty one to 3 in 2018 they kicked a field goal on their first possession and then they never threatened to score again the rest of that game. And De La Salle scored enough. You know, that that was uh, – I think that was a McGregor-led defense. Yeah. Um, so, Northern was legit on that side of the ball. But, you know, uh, and as I re- recall it, because I did that game, uh, I think De La Salle rotated three quarterbacks. I know they did that against Port here on high. And when, yeah. in 2020, when Port here on high had – a really good team, and they were what? And the score seven, was thirty-six to nothing. Oh, and yeah, it was thirty-six nothing. And it's it's unfortunate that De La Salle, who might be just the best team in the state, period, yeah, is in they're, division. They're two. like it's like playing a small college team, and they are not too far geographically away. Basically, what it looks like it'll come down to is when the districts are drawn, does the MHSA want to turn right off of 94 or turn left off of I-94? If they turn right, then Roseville's going to be in the port here on district along with Lance Cruz. If they turn left, it's going to be Lakeview. And that's and you can't really decide that because that's not a wrong decision to make either way. Yeah, but, but you hope that it's Lakeview because that gives a better chance for Northern or PH to be in a regional. Yes. And who knows at that point, the later you get into the playoffs, the more wackiness happens. Yeah. So both Port Huron teams are there. Were either of those the teams you thought I would move up? No. Okay. So you we'll haven't mentioned going. them yet. So. We'll keep going. I am going to put our, the, a couple of these two again together. Armada and Marine City. Again, they're probably going to be in the same district. They will probably knock each other off, will likely get a rematch. Yale likely will make the playoffs and be in their district. Um, Richmond, we'll talk about them. They're struggling. Right now, Snooze to You actually has them separated again. It has Marine City going south and in a district with, this would be a tough, tough district. Pontiac-Notre Dame prep in the 1-4 matchup, and the 2-3 being Country Day and Southlake. That's a tough district for the Mariners. That that's that would be a, t- a tough district, but again, you know, uh, all all they've done since week one is win. Right. Um. The the they've been they've been good. 
Uh, and 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 to me, it seems like they're getting better now. They are each week because like, they the, that cleaned game was up not whatever problems they had with Lamphere. They're healthy. They went to Lamphere and blew them out without Zach Tetler. And that's a good Lamphere team. Uh, yeah. So I mean, um, Marine City, the most their most recent experience with Notre Dame prep was Week Nine last year. And they won that football game and. Country Day, I know it, the the name is intimidating, and they're they're good. Their resume isn't great, and neither of those teams are why they're in here. The reason that both these teams are in here is because of Frankenmuth. If Frankenmuth goes west, then I think both those teams have as good a shot as any to make a run to Ford Field, because Frankenmuth is really damn good. And they have been the area killer. They've been the killer of basically everyone besides Grand Rapids Catholic Central. That's the only reason why it wasn't Marine City Frankenmuth in the finals last year. And, again, it's kind of like De La Salle with the D2 teams. Until Frankenmuth gets beat just by somebody, you can't, you can't say they're going to do it. Yeah. And last year, Frankenmuth comes east. It would have been a really good game, but that road would have been a lot tougher than it was for Marine City to get to a state final. Yeah. And right now, snooze to you as Frankenmuth in a in a region with Armada. So yeah, if you're Marine City and Armada, you want a rematch, but maybe you don't want a rematch in the first or second game of the playoffs. No, that would it would be really nice to have a regional rematch between those two. And it would be really nice to see Frankenmuth get get pushed to the west. Yeah, and, and if you're Armada, you'd rather go south and let Marine City knock off Frankenmuth. And if yeah. you're Marine City, you want Armada to go and knock off. <laughs> if you're Armada, maybe you're hoping for for a team like way down river, like Flat Rock, to not make the playoffs, so you and Marine City can go south. Yeah. Let everyone else deal with yeah. the noise. Uh, let uh, Country Day go yeah. up and play Frankenmuth. Yeah, well, that they would be with Country Day in that scenario. But I'd ra- <laughs> right now, I'd rather take Country Day than Frankenmuth because Frankenmuth six and zero, and they have just kind of been like a hot knife through butter against their and it's and it's been you know it, it, this is not a small sample size the, they've been they've been the nemesis for area teams for uh, about a decade now uh let's avoid them for as long as we can i kept harbor beach in this tier and i will couple them with cardinal mooney uh, Cardinal Mooney, they're doing great things. If it wasn't for Ubley being superhuman, they would be a tier above. They'd be in the Ford Field hopeful tier. Maybe if they win out, I can move them up, but Ubley is just doing stupid good things. I really love what Cardinal Mooney's doing. I really think they are one of the 10 best teams, maybe one of the five best teams in Division Eight. But I want that Ubley roadblock as far away as possible. I want that to be a regional or a semifinal and not a district final. Yeah, if, if again, if Harbor Beach and Mooney end up in a district with Ubley, I, I, I really love these teams, but I don't see anybody beating Ubley. I can't pick against Ubley until somebody beats them. Um, and, and so, yeah, the, so for me, my hope with Mooney is – they're not in that district. They go south, and then I think there's a path for them to maybe reach the semifinals. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because you look at all the other teams that are not named Ubley, and you have 
Ottawa Lake Whiteford, who's 6-0, but I don't know enough about them. So maybe they're a team. I know they're usually in the top three of Division Eight. You could have a rematch with Everest, which would be tough. But besides that, I mean, unless Reading or Centerville are these unbeatable teams, Mooney has a really good chance to make a run. Centerville was stupid a couple years ago. But yeah, I don't know if they're the same Because <laughs> they year. won the state championship and, like, nobody's scoring on them. Yeah, they're, um, they're not undefeated this year, so yeah. they're at least human. I mean, maybe uh, you run into Lutheran Seminary again. Beale City's undefeated again. Uh, but that's just – I can't move Mooney up because there's a lot of good D18s. Yeah. And and for Beach, I'm sorry, they can't escape Ubley. They're, that's they're going to be in the district together. They have to. They'd have to pull and, off, an and upset. you'd have to figure out a way to erase the 42 points that separated the two teams the first time around. Okay, the only other team I put in this tier was Peck. I think they could make a little bit of noise in. Uh, Eight-man Division Two, but it depends who they get paired with. Again, being paired in D in eight-man, you're much more spread out, and the teams are much better. Right now, they'd be playing Morris in a round one game. Yeah, and uh, Morris um, used to play in the Stars, and they used to dominate. I don't know what they're doing this they're year. Five and one, and their only loss is a forty-point loss, but it was to Merrill. Yeah, um, I, I, I like Peck is a great story. I think Peck is going to win a, a league title this year, but the the playoffs for the 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 teams in the stripes, it's a tough road. Yes, it's a tough road, uh, and your your first game is going to be as tough as your last game. Yeah. Like, it's like who you play in the first round, and if you make it to the finals, there isn't going to be a lot of difference between the opponent. You're, if you're Peck or Merritt or whoever, you're going to be playing somebody tough all four rounds of the playoffs. You're lucky if you get one very winnable game. Yeah. After that point, it's dogfights the rest of the way. Yeah. And, 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 and for just for, for that bracket, that – I think every every week in the playoffs is is against a really well, good team. It's so spread out that Peck would be in a region with Marion, which is like Gaylord area. Yeah, and and Marion is good though. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Like everybody you're playing is either undefeated or has one loss. And that is it for that tier. Are all those teams worthy? And who is the one you thought I'd bump up? I thought Armada was the team that you would bump up. No, oh, I, okay. I, I, I can't bump Armada up if I'm not bumping up Marine City because they're essentially, they're so close that if I move, unless there's an upset now, if Armada beats North Branch and we get positive results the rest of the way, maybe I could bump up uh, Armada if Marine City beats Durant, like an 8-0 Durand in Week 9. Okay, maybe I bump them up, but... I just, they're going to have to win a couple games. And right now, they're, they're an underdog to Frankenmuth. And they're, if it was just country day, maybe I can move them up. But Frankenmuth's the boogeyman. And if they go west, I'll be celebrating. 
because that means there is a much more wide open path, and that means one of GRCC and Frankenmuth, they'll play each other before they play any teams we need to worry about. So that's that tier, and do you think all those teams were deserving of that tier? Yeah, sure. Playoff hopeful, much simpler, just probably will make the playoffs. It would be a very nice story if they win a district. Uh, Cass City, they're 3-3. Three and three. I think they can make a playoff. Uh, let me. I just want a real quick look at what Cassidy's got here. Marlette, Carroll, Badaxe. Um, I think. Uh, well, they'll beat Carroll, but five and four. Th- with- they, they, they've got to beat Marlette this week, and and they'll beat Carroll, and then the Badaxe game. I don't think will matter as much if they beat Badaxe at the end. They're getting in. Right, and I don't know with the playoff points how that would work out, but I put them there. Marysville. They're three and three, but their next two games are St. Clair and Lincoln. Two games they're going to be favored in. Yeah, uh, they got to beat the Saints, and and but the problem for them is that if the Saints have any chance of postseason, they've got to win this game, and then they get Hazel Park at home in Week Eight. I don't think they're going to beat Northern. North Northern's really good. We'll talk about that in the in the next segment. Um, Yale. Yale, I think, has a good chance. I think Yale's going to get there. If they get to 5-4, and four, they should be in, and I think the Bulldogs might be dancing in, in, the, in the playoffs, and Coach Grunman will have that, it has having that program working in a positive direction. They're technically 4-3 and three now because they're going to get a win over Algonac this week, uh, and then they have to go to Elmont. And Which Luth- I don't think is a unwinnable game. It would be an upset, but I think... Yale would have a has a legitimate chance. They're not going in there to be slaughtered. No, but I, I think their better chance is in Week Nine at home against Lutheran North. I do too. The, the kids from Lutheran North are going to get off the bus at Yale and see Yale Park and go, "What the hell is this?" Exactly. And and that's a well, game that that where Yale could then get to a fifth win, and I think five wins will get Yale in. Especially, again, with how tough the BWAC is. Um, Marlette is in there as well. They're 4-2. and two. They have a tough one against Cass City, but I believe their non-conference is very winnable at the end. I know they play Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes, in Week 9, which yeah, should be Yeah, they're, they're going to win Week 8 and Week 9. They got Vassar and, and Waterford Lakes. Uh, they're road games, but the, it, they would, should win it would be an upset if they lost either of those games. So Cass City is it's a it's a big game. It's it's third place in the league, which when Ubley's first place kind of means a lot. Yeah, but I mean, I think regardless of what happens this week with Cass City, Marlette's going to be at worst six and three after nine weeks, and with. Ubley and Beach and Cass City on their schedule. I would think they have an plus. Remember, Memphis is D five points, mm-hmm. so I think they would have enough. I do too, and I believe that is it for that tier. There's not a lot of teams on the bubble. They're either in or out, and I think those are the playoff hopeful. Did I miss anyone there? Um, I would just say. That and if you want to count New Haven Merritt, I would have put them in there it, too. No, nah, the, the the team for me is is, is Ken St. Clair. Well, their defense win them games and their offense score some points because the last tier is on life support fighting for their playoff lives. St. Clair and Richmond are the only two teams in there. I dropped CPS and K Pack and eight man 
Now you have to basically go seven and two if you want a chance to make yeah. the playoffs. Six and three if you play Murderers Row. But St. Clair and Richmond are both in. Richmond's three and three, but look at their next three games. Or their their next two games. They played a tough one against North Branch. They have to host Armada. Or they host Armada next week and they play who do they play this week? They play Almont, don't they? Uh yes. So Richmond is at Elmont, home against Armada, at Clintondale. And four and five is, last I checked, was a coin flip to get them in. And it's going to be really tough for them to figure out a way to get two wins out of that. So that's why I have Richmond where they are. Yeah, I like, like I say, looking at that, I think they can beat Clintondale. Yes. And that would get them... A fourth win. Which would put them right on the border. Yeah. And at that point, you're talking about who does university prep get a win? Do their opponents get wins? Who loses? But, and at that but, point. But what, what, what you, you need, I, or I don't know if, if it makes any difference or not, but um, if you beat Almont or Armada, I think that's going to get you into the playoffs. It should. But that's, that's a big, big if. Uh, Richmond is just so hard to decipher. They, they, they've alternated weeks with looking good and looking really bad. Mm-hmm. When Richmond loses, it has been bad. Their three losses are 61-7, 36-7, and 62-10. Their three wins are 14-0, 28-6, and 20 nothing. So if they're in a game, they're probably going to win it. <laughs> But, no, they need to figure out a way to pull off an upset. And, hey, Armada's a, Armada is a rivalry game, and Armada is going to be coming off a, a tough set of games. I mean, Almont, Wyoming, who is a bigger team, they took care of them, and North Branch. So maybe they're a little beat up. Maybe that's the spot. Maybe you get Almont on a come down. But it's going to be tough for Richmond to get there. And you mentioned St. Clair. They're 2-4. and four. If they can't figure out a way to beat Marysville, it doesn't matter what happens the rest yeah, of the Yeah, the, their season boils down to this week. They lose this week. To me, it doesn't matter what happens in the last two weeks of the and season. And even five and four doesn't guarantee St. Clair yeah. a playoff spot. But, but, but if they beat Marysville, it now gives them a fighting chance. Yes, because you, you expect them to beat Hazel Park. And Northern's going would be a really tough ask. That would be a big upset. Yeah, the the just the way the Saints' offense has gone this year, that Northern defense is legit. And I mean, they're they're struggling to score points against Clintondale a couple weeks ago. They're going to really struggle to score points against Northern. All right. So to recap, in my Ford Field slash Superior Dome favorite, just doubly, they're a tier above the rest. The Hopeful to make it to Ford Field or the Superior Dome. North Branch, Brown City, Cross, Lex, and Almont has entered that tier with their impressive win over Cross, Lex. The boogeyman tier, as I called it, you have put them in pairs. Port Huron and Northern, mainly because of De La Salle. You have Armada and Marine City, mainly because of Frankenmuth and a a side dish of Country Day and Notre Dame prep. You have Cardinal Mooney and Beach with a with because of Ubley. And depending on the draw, oh sorry, I want to add Deckerville into the fighting for their playoff lives. They're three and three. 
they they, they I, need I to, don't think they're going to get there. I don't. Uh, think it's so it's too tough. Three loss teams, like you said, with only sixteen teams getting in. I just want I just wanted it's, to mention them because they yeah. were there. That's why they're on the life support. But anyway, the need help: uh, Northern High, Armada Marine City, Mooney Harbor Beach. And Pack also moved up to that tier. The playoff hopeful. I put both Cassidy and Marlette, although this week might might decide one way or the yep. other. Marysville and Yale both, I think, um, are hopeful to make it. And that was it, along with New Haven Merritt, if you want to include them. And they're fighting for their playoff lives, St. Clair, Richmond, and Deckerville. Yeah. I think if Merritt beats Peck, then they probably take Peck's spot in the playoffs. They're, they're both in right now. Yeah. So it, it'll just depend the last few weeks. So, all right. Anything else? Did I get anything horribly wrong? Was there any you would change? Or? Oh, it's absolutely brutally terrible. No, I, th- <laughs> I think that's pretty much where everything's at right There's now. There's a few you could argue up or down a tier, but that's where I'm at right now. Um, and you'll see much differently. The top 10 won't look like that. And that's next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? 
Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, here we go. You ready? You're feeling much feistier about the top ten than I am. I actually, looking at it, I think you move things around a lot more than I do. I did because you, in your poll, are more. You want to do a lot more um, about how they're playing now than yeah, overall. It's, it's a weekly and poll, I, so and who I are usually, the best teams right now? And I try to use the whole like I weigh week the earlier weeks more than you do, basically. So let's get started. I'll well, start. like uh, I, I I'll use Yale as an example. Yale is better now than they were earlier in the season. Playing Yale now is a tougher game than it was early in the season. Very true. Uh, number 10, Harbor Beach. They stay, at, they stay at 10. They got a win I thought they were supposed to get. Couldn't really put anyone new into the poll. Uh, so Harbor Beach stays soundly at 10. Yeah, I have Harbor Beach at uh, 10 as uh, well. I don't like to drop teams. When they win, and I actually moved them down from number nine to number ten, but uh, Elmont had to – they had to go up. They right. beat the Our team that I had team. at number one. They had to move up in the poll. Number nine, Cardinal Mooney. I really love what Cardinal Mooney's doing. The only reason I wasn't at the Everest game was because I was at a wedding, and I want you to know during the Catholic wedding ceremony I was at, I wasn't worried about my friend's eternal love or whatever. I was worried about, is Cardinal Mooney going to score against <laughs> Everest down 8-7? to seven? So that's how committed I am to you guys. I was thinking about you. They're saying prayers about something. I'm praying that Hazen later can find the end zone for a second time. So Mooney stays at number 9, and that's less a product of them not doing enough but I can't justify putting them over teams ahead of them so this is my major dilemma because I I had to kick somebody this week and I'm really sorry to do this but I moved PH to nine they got the win it was Lance Cruz North they were supposed to to win Um, but I covet wins by Mooney and Almont more so I bump PH down despite a win. That is fair because PH is kind of an anomaly. 
They're my number eight team, so we can keep talking about them. Their two losses are to Grand Rapids, Catholic Central, and, and Port here on Northern, who have combined for one loss, and yeah. that was GRCC losing like a two-point game to Grand Rapids, West Catholic. Yeah. So yeah, no, out I, throw out, I threw out right. week one for but, PH a long time ago. So, so those are their two losses. But their four wins aren't again – like they don't have a signature – the best win they have, and they're 500. Sterling Heights they play this week. Lons Cruz North is – bad and whoever Frazier's the last forgettable Mac Blue team they're bad yeah. but they've dominated in all those wins so they have proven they are head and shoulders above them and they were in a coin flip game with Northern I just I left them at eight yeah I, I like the big reds but this was a big win for Mooney and Everest is a legit good team um, so, uh, Mooney getting the win and what it means to that program and its culture. Um, I bumped them up from number nine to number eight because a win over Everest was worthy of moving up a notch, which I think is completely fair. And I'm not going to say you're wrong for doing that. I, I just kept Portier on above. Elmont, I believe, did leapfrog Port here on high. They are number seven. They had a really nice win against Cross-Lex, a dominant win, like I said earlier. If they play like this all the rest of the year, they have a chance to make a run to Ford Field. They have been playing a tough schedule, and they are doing everything in their power to earn that spot. But they still do have two losses on the ledger. I couldn't move them up too much since that did end a two-game losing streak. I don't want to get swept up too much, but that is a hell of a win for Elmont. They're seven. So I've got Elmont at seven, and here here is my conundrum, and you can yell at me or tell me that I'm, I'm a, a, a doo-doo head or whatever. Uh, I had them at number 10 last week. Right. They beat the number one team. I'm not just going to move them up to number nine. I moved them up to number seven. I think for where they were at to go to Croswell to win by 11 points, I'm impressed. Yes. Um, uh, and again, PH was the victim in all of this because I had them at number seven. And I dropped him to number nine because I covet that Mooney win and I covet the Elmont win more than I covet PH win over Lance Cruz North. There had to be a victim so that I could reward two teams that I thought had just huge wins right. this week. Um, and so Elmont is the recipient of moving all the way up to number seven. I believe he's at six. Listen to the last hour of the podcast. <laughs> You'll know why. I mean, they're, they're that good. I don't know. That's their little nestled spot. They're not going to move unless they lose or teams above them start falling apart. So the ugly spot for ugly. Yeah. Uh, the ugly spot is number six for me for the sixth week in a row. <laughs> so um, the next two, I think, are the spots where we've had Marine City and Armada flipped. I have Marine City at five. That's a very nice win on the road at Lamphere probably their second best win of the season. That does add to the resume. I like that you you were down 8 nothing and then scored 37 of the next 
43 points and dominated. That's a great win. I'm very high on the Mariners now. I think they're really starting to figure it out and get some of those kinks out. But when I put the two resumes together, Armada's at four because that Almont win is was nice when it happened and last week even strengthened it further because that was only a week out from that game. So Marine City 5, Armada 4 for me. Yeah, I almost flipped these guys be, because Armada's got a lot going for them. Right. Uh, like you said, the, the Almont win is a nice win, and they have won the head-to-head game with Marine City. Um, but the Mariners winning on the road at Lamphere without Zach Tetler the way they won, I kept Armada at five, and I kept Marine City at four. These two teams are very close. And I think that this week And we will, need the rematch. Yes. But to this, just solve it once and for all. And I think this week will decide whether Armada should be above them because if they beat North Branch, then, well, you, you know they're, it's at least a top three team for both of us. If they beat North Branch, hey, Armada is now back in discussion as high as number two or you could make an argument for number one. But for now, I think that's a debate to be had. Number three is where Cross Lex fell to. They still have two of the best wins of anyone in the area. They beat Armada by, what, 20 points? They beat Swan Valley by 27 points. On the road. And Swan Valley's lost two games, and the only other game they lost was to Frankenmuth. Yeah. So Swan Valley's a good team. Now, Croslex needs to figure it out and figure it out well or soon, but their resume is still very solid. The Almont loss hurts, but it doesn't hurt worse than dropping them to number three. Yeah, I got them at number three, too, and uh, I will just say now – if you lose to Emily City, you will not be in my top ten next week. Fair enough. Now, number one and number two are only two undefeated teams. And I will just start by saying I don't think you are wrong putting these next two in any order. You can I'm this is strictly a matter of, of opinion, and I think you're really splitting hairs when it comes down to it. And I don't think you're, you're dumb or don't know what you're doing if you have Northern at number one or if you have North Branch at number one. And I wrote out their resumes on, on the whiteboard here where we record at just to try to see if I could find something to differentiate these two teams. And there was not a lot to differentiate these two teams. Just give you some numbers real quick before we go through this. North Branch is 6-0. and their opponent's record, 11-25. and 25. They have outscored opponents 337-37. to 37. But again, remember what I said a segment ago. After about four or five touchdowns, the, it, the, if you win by five or you win by 15, who cares? You win by a ton. Port here on Northern, their opponent's record, 12-24. and 24, And the only reason it's... See, they played a tougher schedule. The only reason it's a game tougher for, is because... Lons Cruz, North Fraser, and Sterling Heights had to play each other where Redford, Thurston, and MLA City haven't played each other. So that's why it's a game worse. They've outscored opponents 212 to 55, which at that point, who cares? Like it's the you've dominated all the teams. And each team has one big signature win, a crosstown showdown for Northern against PH, and the Almont win for North Branch. And I was Looking back and forth, I'm like, no, I'll do this. I'll pick this team. I'll do this. And ultimately, the thing that split the atom in favor of North Branch was, and this might be my bias and I'll admit that, is I saw them handle Almont 
and do so convincingly. And I just saw Almont dominate Croslex. And I that might be my bias that I've seen them in person. North Branch is one, Northern is two. And I have them flipped. I have Northern at one and North Branch at uh, two. Uh, and again, I like both of these teams. And everything you said is very lucid and plausible arguments. I just feel like, uh, and I know that, the blue is not super strong, but I, I think they're Northern's just playing bigger schools with more to like. I, Frazier beats Redford Thurston, but uh, uh, by same, multiple same touchdowns. With the multiple score. Okay, if you yeah, beat yeah, a I'm, bad I'm, team instead of beating a terrible team, does it like you're better than those teams? Well, I mean, it's the same thing with flip, the point. Flip flop the schedules, and probably it's the same. Yeah. Like n- like Northern is probably six and zero, and maybe the closest game is Almont. Mm-hmm. But I still I love that Husky defense, and here's my bias. I've seen the Huskies live and a few that, times, and that this might year. be the difference. You've seen Northern, and, haven't seen and, North Branch, and, and North North Branch. I don't know. Do they beat PH? I, I would, don't. Know. I would favor them right now, not by a lot, maybe by a touchdown, like Northern did. And who knows? And styles are a little different. Uh, but again, I don't think anyone's wrong for thinking Northern should be number one, and. I really, if if I woke up on the other side of the bed, Northern might have been number one. Like, I think this is as close to splitting hairs as possible. I think this is the closest we've ever had a number one and number two team. Like, for me, this is the smallest difference between number one and number two. And my other part about it is all along I've, I've had, uh, I had them two and three for, let's see here, like four weeks in a row. I've had them at uh, two and three, and so when number one lost, I just moved number two up to number one and number three up to number two, which is fair. And again, I can agree on this right now today. I think they're the best two teams in the area. Sands Ubly, right? Who it's hard to equate D eight with D two and D four, right? Because at least D four, you have enough kids that you end up having the same amount of kids on the sideline, and depth isn't as much of an issue, but. I think this week, if North Branch, depending on how they beat Armada, could really make a statement. And if Armada takes care of if Armada takes care of North Branch, and Northern wins, well, that settles that debate. That makes it pretty easy for next week, does? Well, it? and for me, if North Branch beats Armada and Northern stubs its toe at Mott, then clearly North Branch would move to number one. Which I don't think Northern stubbing its toe at Mott. But anyway, you want to go over the top tens real quick. So we have one and two flipped. Because that's the way we do business. Uh, I've got Northern at one. You've got North Branch at uh, one. Uh, We agree that Crosslex is at three. We have flipped four and five all year long. You've got Armada at four. I've got Marine City. Ubley is at six. We both have Elmont at seven. We flipped eight and nine this week. You've got PH at eight. I've got Mooney. Uh, And then we agree Harbor Beach is at ten. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Preview and picks on the next show. That'll be fun. Yes, it w- this week <laughs> has a lot of tough games to pick. Like, which is why I'm really glad I went nine and one again. Um, what was my loss? Cross Lex. Yeah, Cross Lex was my only loss this week. And through sixty games, I am fifty five and five. 
I know I can't keep this pace up, but I'm going to savor it while I have. And good for you because I am not on that pace. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're actually your, – your record isn't bad. It's, it's just, just – You're having that a, I'm having a mind year. Seattle Mariners, whatever year that was, they won oh, like one. 120 yeah. games. <laughs> and then lost. And then the, lost in the playoffs. The yeah. <laughs> so, I know. I know what's waiting around the bend. <laughs> All right. Anything else? That's it. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.